We're in. We are finally in. We're back. Fam, it's been an absolute crazy weekend of football. Crazy weekend. Honestly. I don't I don't even know where to start. But um you know what? Before before we even start the intro, before we do anything, man, I feel like we haven't spoken in time. How you doing, man? Who you asking? You. Who else? Oh, me? <laughs> yes, you. This the Drain Daz podcast. This is our time. Yeah, man. Anyone else? <laughs> I'm all right. I think, yeah. I'm good, but lockdown's dead, bro. Can't lie. Lockdown's, lockdown's Honestly, peak. It's starting to get to me, man. Not going to lie. Like, I feel like with, with the new vaccine coming in, there's a lot of people being offered the vaccine. I think. I've heard some scary stories there. already. Swear. Like, what? Yeah. Just of like getting ill afterwards, feeling really weak. Apparently, apparently, um, like women need to watch about taking it because it could affect their pregnancy in the next ten years or something. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, I hope not, but I know that um, not too long ago, a guy on, on WhatsApp sent me a message with like this hour long documentary about. So I don't, I don't want to say conspiracy because it kind of has a bad connotation to it. Like, oh, if you think conspiracy, it's like wacky ideas about what the government's trying to do. But when I saw it, it, it just raised some in, interesting facts that kind of makes you think. It's not like, oh, anti-vaccine or anything, but it just makes you think of some of the information that people are, you know, privy to and stuff like that. Yeah. But, I don't know. but anyway, let's let's carry on with the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Drain Daz podcast. This is the podcast where we speak mostly about football and nothing much else. I'm your host Daz and I'm joined by my co-host Stray. Yo. Fam. And today it's not been a good it's not been a good day. It's not been a good weekend. If he's but back as well. Was, he is back. He is back. I'm back. Big yourself up if he. He's you know Big up yourself. Obviously, big up, big up you, man, for having me back here. Hundred percent. No the worries, thing is, man. We almost didn't have you on because I, I don't know if I could have had a United fan in my ear. For like listen, listen, man. I'm <laughs> oh not, yeah. Listen, man. I'm not. I'm not like that, man. I'm. I'm not like that because because you know, according <laughs> to you, man. I'm. According to you, man. I'm. I'm a Chelsea fan, isn't it? So yeah. I mean, no. According <laughs> to according to me, you're a Spurs fan, almost Huddersfield. So. Oh my god. <laughs> No, but it's good to have you on the show, man. We've got a lot of a lot of good reviews about you, man. People are loving loving the stuff you have to say. Really appreciate. It. Yeah, fam, we've got a fan base out there. It's growing. Have we? Oh, all right. Okay. Swear down. Hello. <laughs> Hi, fan base. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, I I guess we'll start off with the main game. Liverpool United. Um, Ify, what's your take on it, man? Pop out. <laughs> Trust you to start the agendas. Trust you. You are um, bad at the moment, though. I'm not. Yeah, we've we've been in terrible form, man. But yeah, I'm just glad that we're finally scoring. I think that was a big issue that Liverpool had over the past few weeks. We just weren't scoring the goals. Mm. And Salah banged in a decent brace. I know we ended up losing, but I. I was happier watching that game than watching the league game between both teams, if that makes sense. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know do you know what yeah? I think mm. the worst thing is, bro, how do you have that run at home and you lose it to Burnley, bro? Burnley. Um, I don't know. So for Once. all you that heard my, my little rant um earlier in the week, I don't all that, that to lose it threw to me off. It threw me off because we, we had such a good record. I feel like I'll be that was yeah, honestly, that was like our ground where we just had I think Klopp calls us the mentality monsters. And I feel like with a lot of teams we beat them before the game even starts. And I feel like by losing to Burnley in the way that we did, we kind of slightly lost that fear factor, which I think went in our favour for like the past two years. But, the fear um, factor was gone after that 7 2, bro. <laughs> I think the fear was gone after that. <laughs> I keep chatting in it. But yeah, no, if you, what was your take on the game, bro? Because I know you must have been excited for when Bruno came on. Um, all right. Okay. Um, yeah, on the game, yeah, I think, to be honest, 
it was in a way it was kind of frustrating because I feel like the way United played that game was how they should have approached the league game because mm. you know like because I, I, I felt like the way the way that Solskjaer and the way that Man United approached the league game at Anfield was like they were kind of scared of Liverpool like they, like rather than looking at the actual team that was there they they looked they looked at it and thought rah Liverpool at Anfield it's a tough game do you know what I mean let's just let's just see what we can get out of this in it whereas like you know yesterday they thought do you know what fam like you know we saw what they did um in the last game the other week here yeah, and and they just thought do you know what like we can beat these men in it do you know what I mean and yeah it was a it was it was a good I thought overall it was a good performance. Obviously, defensively, like uh, I don't know, man. Like they worry me in it. I can't lie. Um, the way the way that first goal went in, the you know Salah's first goal. That, that was, was terrible that was, defending. That was abysmal. That was too easy, and and you know what? Yeah, Luke Shaw. Yeah, man's been getting a lot of gas recently, isn't it? Everyone's mm. bigging him up, but bro, like at the end of the day, yeah, and and even yesterday, I saw some people saying, yeah, um, he had a good game, but bro, you're your man, the man that you were marking, scored two goals. Do you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it's true. It's true. Right. So, um, I just feel like, obviously, yeah, be happy because. <clears throat> but you gotta think of it this way, yeah. A Liverpool team that's that's out of form, that struggling to score goals, they managed to score two against you, and they could have and. Bro, they had other clear-cut chances as well. So, I feel like... Yeah, Milner blasted it over the bar. Milner, oh, yeah, bro, the one when um when Trent like had bare space at, and, and he hit it straight at the keeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, obviously, there's positives and, and there's negatives in it. But overall... But man, do you know what it is, though? With, with, I know you're happy. With United, even though it, it marks like the end of our non-goal scoring, well, run... And stuff, and it's like, oh, it was a more interesting game. It might be just me, but it doesn't make me feel any better. Of course whenever not. I play, whenever I play United, I just want to win. It kind of like the uh, North London derby. Yeah. Whenever a game like this like comes forward, form goes out the window because the pride of each club is on the line, and it just means that little bit more for the fans, a little bit more for everyone. And to be fair, I am happier that they played better than they did in the past two weeks. Even though then, I feel like we controlled the the ball a lot better at Anfield. But it was going into what you were saying about the mentality going into the games. But... Uh, Even with yeah. the like, FA Cup, though, bro, like... I wanted to win it this year. Yeah. On, honestly, it's like, in your rant, yeah, it's like, I think the last thing you said was that even if we're not going to win the league, we're going to win the FA Cup like Arsenal. And you got knocked out of it. Yeah, yeah. I knew you would. I knew you would call me off on it. It's yeah. bro, that, like Liverpool for me, that was, I don't know, like it wasn't a must win, but I think that was crucial. Do you know, do you know what, yeah? That actually reminded me of a game a long time ago. I'm not sure if Daz will, will remember it just because you don't support Arsenal Man U, but maybe if you will. Do you remember when in 1999, I don't know if you've seen the game when Arsenal played. Yeah, yeah, if you would definitely remember that game. <laughs> right, but, but but have you have, have you seen it? Have you have you seen the highlights of, of that game? <laughs> when Man was Which like game? one years old. <laughs> it's in it's it's in like so it's in 1999, the year that yeah. Man United won the treble, and there was an FA yeah. Cup game where Giggs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh bro, bro, everyone ran through the whole team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but, but the most important thing about that game was that they say that that's what won Man U the title because it was like neck and neck. And then yeah. after that, Man United had a psychological advantage over them. And I think because yeah. because Man United and Liverpool drew last time, there was yeah. still there was still a, like a bit of a thing like, so who's actually better though? And now, saying, yeah, yeah and, and now Man U winning this game, I do fear for Liverpool a bit psychologically going into the to, going into the rest of the season, um, competing yeah. and 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 just to add on to what you're saying about Luke Shaw, 
I know he conceded two goals, but I think that was more Lindelof, the first one. I can't remember. And then the last one was obviously, it was obviously a, oh no, that was, yeah, no. Who scored the second? Yeah, Rashford, in it? So I didn't see Rashford. the second goal. I saw the highlights. But the first one was Lindelof. And personally, in my opinion on Luke Shaw, I actually think he is, I think top two on like purely based on form is T in the and Luke Shaw, purely based on form. But if but if we're saying who's the best three, I think, I think obviously we can't discredit Robertson too early. It's only been a blip in form. And then I'll, and to and, be fair, he he hasn't been the worst one in our yeah, squad. Like we haven't lost yeah, exactly. the game because of Robertson. He's been doing his thing. Yeah, he's still been playing well. And then I would say T and Luke Shaw. Because because from what I've seen from Luke Shaw, he's been one of your best no, players think, going forward. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not saying he was he's he's been crap here, but all what I'm trying to say is that he's putting in performances which like for 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 someone like Tierney or or someone like Robertson is standard, isn't it? They 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 put in them performances every game, but because mm. Luke Shaw, yeah, because the bar was so low before, now he's now that he's improved, yeah, I feel like people are kind of getting a bit ahead of themselves in it. That's what that's all I'm saying. Like he's just, yeah, like don't get me wrong, yeah, he's he, he's good, he's good, and 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 like I I would have him, yeah. I'm not saying that that's a position where United have have to upgrade in it. I'm just mm. saying, yeah, like. He's, I feel like he's getting a bit too much credit for pretty standard performances. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, I feel like Luke Shaw's Shaw's 9 out of 10 is Robertson's 7 out of 10, basically. Mm. Mm. That's going to rile up some United fans. (laughs) No, you know what it is? I feel like in football, there's this reactionary culture. That happens a lot. And, you know, <laughs> I'll be the first one to put my hands up and say, I can be very reactionary as well. Everyone heard my rant uh, on the weekend. And when I, had to, when I had time to, like, step back and look at the situation, I had to realise that we're not out of the title race. We're only, like, what, six or seven points from top. And then we still have to play everyone again one more time. And yeah. a lot of points are going to be dropped unless City decides to win every single game for the rest of the season. But, I don't think you'll win it, though. Well, this is the thing. I, who knows what will happen? Who knows what teams will pick up what injuries? Yeah. And Liverpool's still in the in the race to win the Champions League. Uh, now that I've said that, we're going to get knocked out in the next round. Just watch. <laughs> but, like, there's still this culture of, like, this reactionary culture. And it's like, today I got this. I got this meme of, like, the Simpsons meme. And it's like, are Liverpool's problems predominantly dictated by the sacrifices made to rebalance the side since Van Dijk and Gomez's injuries? And then below it, it has no. It's Thiago who is wrong, because um. Oh, everyone's getting on Thiago, <laughs> innit? I've, I've seen yeah. all of the Thiago here. Yeah. That's mad. Yep. Have um, you seen the the little Pogba Thiago thing that's uh, that's been going on? Wait, what's that? I don't know. Like it's Pogba's nice. hard. It, it's on Twitter, innit? Like basically, Liverpool. You, you know, it's like it's like it's standard, innit? Like Liverpool fans, they always get onto Pogba, innit? And mm. then, like because because now they've got Thiago. Like, like they've been like, oh, oh look at Thiago, he's, he's levels compared to Pogba. And then, like, Man United fans, they've they've kind of shot back recently because Pogba's been has been on four minute, and and yeah, like, yes. well, one of them, one of them wins matches. The the other one controls the tempo in in, in defeats or something <laughs> like that. Mm. It's just like, yeah, it's, been, it's just been yeah, so magic. It's oh, been getting a bit, yeah. You know what? I think I said this a long time ago. You have to. Enjoy the highs and you have to ride with the lows. And Liverpool's not informed. You you kind of just have to take the banter because it, it's going to come your way eventually. Think I think you said this the other week. Yeah, fo- football is quite um cyclic in the sense of yeah. you'll be up and then next week you're down. And can I, yeah. wait, wait, can I can I just touch on something we um quickly? Yeah, yeah, go for like, it. Here's the thing. Yeah, um, I said this like obviously you know. You know, me and Daz, yeah, we we talk a lot about football off, you know, I mean, off off air, in it. And I remember saying a while ago, yeah, do you know what, Liverpool, Liverpool don't actually have good owners because yeah, when you think about it, yeah, like when you think about it, what, how, you know, how long, like when did they buy the club? Ten years ago, right? So that means, uh, I feel yeah, we, we bought them off um just before we got 
is it Brendan Rogers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's like 2014, no. I think, 2015. No, 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 no. I think they've wait, wait, have been, wait, haven't they been there since like 2011 or something? They might have. Oh no, I know we sacked um Roy. Yeah. Um, the new owner sacked Roy, and I forgot yeah. what year that is. I'll find out in a sec. But yeah, that's that's like all right. So yeah, that's that's about 10 years. So okay, so they were in charge when you man were buying the likes of. Stuart Downing and Charlie Adam and, and their man there, innit? Mm. So, so, so then, so then obviously, like, okay, cool, what, whatever, innit? Everyone makes bad signings. But then, for me, all right, they hired Jurgen Klopp, innit? Which, mm. let's be honest, it's not rocket science, innit? World class coach, he's, he sat at home, he, he ain't got a job, innit? Let's bring him in. And then, they, they got lucky because. Barcelona was stupid enough to pay 140 mil for Coutinho, and that's, that's how and and that's how you man were able to get Van Dijk and Allison and Fabinho, and you know let's be honest, if Barcelona didn't pay that money, and you never sold Coutinho, do you think you would have got all them players? I I don't think so. Do you know what I'm saying? I I yeah. feel like these these owners yeah, they've they won the lottery when they hired Klopp here because like Klopp Klopp is a bad boy manager in it. And they've kind of just like they've gotten away with, with with a lot of things in it. Where like because like let's be honest, yeah. I clocked it when you man won the Champions League, and then the following summer, mm. you didn't buy anybody. Yeah, we barely. And I'm like, anyone. and I'm like, rah, these, these men are actually taking like they're taking man for granted. You know, they're like, rah, he can. They've seen that he can work under difficult conditions and. They're kind of taking advantage of that. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I'd like you know to what? add on to yeah, that as well. After you, Daz, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go after you. It's a Liverpool question. Ah, cool. It's, it's a mixed thing because I've seen a lot of hate or criticism go towards the owners at the football club. Mm. And it, it's really hard because for both, and whilst we're not talking about this, it's kind of linked into this reactionary theme that's going on because there's a lot of people also saying clop out. It's mad. I've seen Salah outs. I've seen Klopp outs. that. Ignore that. Ignore that, bro. FSG out. 100%. And, oh, yeah, to also go back, uh, you're right. We got FSG in October 2010. So, yeah, yeah. it's been about 10 years. But um, when I look at the owners, they bought us out of the debt we was in and they invested heavily into the club, into their infrastructure. And I was watching, like, a YouTube um video about what their whole plan was and i found out that their whole plan was to buy out this football club heavily invest in it and they made a deal with liverpool that they won't take out interest they'll just but they still want their money back and then once they got their money back they want to raise the stocks high enough to be able to sell on so it's it's clear that they don't intend on staying for that much longer probably past these next few years and it's hard because they have invested in the squad in the past and with the success that's came on, it's like this time last year, everyone was praising the owners for the work they've been doing with Liverpool. Everyone was praising Ed for his work with transfers, how we have the ability to sell players that are really not good enough for like high prices. Think of Ryan Brewster. We sold him to Sheffield United for 25 million and mm. the man can barely score. He can barely get a shot yeah. off. Yeah. So these are the things that go in their favour and the things that go against their favour is after we won the Champions League, their kind of their activity in the transfer window was quite minimal. Uh, even now when we have an injury crisis, their reluctance to buy a defender in January is quite worrying. Bro, and look, there, at, look at that. I know it's, it, for me, it's very, very frustrating and I'm not going to defend them and say they're immune to criticism. But where it comes to them and where it comes to Klopp and Salah and all of our other players, they can do five, six years of good work and then two or three months' time, and for two or three months where not everything's going our way, everyone just wants to say FSG out, Klopp out, um, you know, whoever out. And I don't want to fall into that reactionary category, if that makes sense. Because if I was to come, like, if you want to see bad owners... Look at the other guy in the in the pod. Look at his look at Arsenal's owners. 
Now, that is mm. the definition of bad owners. And for me to say that Liverpool's owners has been anything like that, uh, I'll be peeing in Arsenal fans' faces, which I would do, but <laughs> in any other situation. Here's the difference. He, no, but here's the difference between your owners and Arsenal's owners, yeah? Mm. Oh, the sorry, sorry, is, sorry yeah. to cut you. Sorry to yeah. cut you. No, 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 go on, go on. But lastly, this summer... A lot of people, I was having a conversation, they were like, what have our owners done this summer? They've barely brought in anyone. And I'm like, okay, well, they did bring Temekas, a backup left back. They did bring in Thiago, world-class centre mid. And they did bring Diego oh, Diogo Jota, who, mm. a little bit of a risk, but he, mm. before he got his knee injury, he, he was actually our best performer in attack. And he worked out. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. He's been out for the last one or two months. So we got three you know, signings that were in key positions. So it's not like they haven't invested anything this no, summer. But, no, but, no, no, but the thing is, they don't I, don't... I don't think they've pushed the boat out because I heard that the Thiago deal and the Jota deal, like, is they're, they're paying it off in instalments. So, so, so for this summer, they're only paying a certain amount. And, mm. like, the money you got for selling Brewster mm. basically covers what, what you're paying for Thiago. This Maybe. summer, do you know what I'm saying? So, so really, they're just they're, they're just spending the money that they got. They're not. Also, they're not also like... you don't want to you don't want to bring in too many players. I I do agree with you in that sense. If you look at it from a financial perspective, it's not like they're breaking the bank because whilst Liverpool has spent a lot of money within the past, we have got quite a lot of money in through transfers, and I think you alluded to yeah. that earlier. But yeah. we we don't want a Chelsea situation, which we will get onto in a sec where you buy like three, four, five different players and then mm. they struggle to gel. So I, if, we're pu- if we're purely looking at it from a football's perspective, no one would have anticipated that Liverpool get two key injuries in defence. You know, you bring in three new players. One of them's a definite starter. One of them's a backup. And one of them's a maybe starter. As in like how you would think of it before the season started. Mm. So, you know, you don't want to bring in too many players that will like spoil spoil the rhythm of the team. But I hear that. I, I do want to see action this January. They are not immune from criticism. But go on, Ify. No, um, no, no, basically was no, I was just gonna say, like, um, because you made a point about Arsenal's owners. The difference is because because <laughs> the mad thing here, in terms of net spend yeah, mm. in the last five years, Arsenal have spent more than Arsenal. And, Arsenal spent more than Arsenal. Arsenal spent <laughs> more than Liverpool. Yeah. Wow. But 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 the difference is, yeah, and this is where I will get onto the Arsenal owner, um, Kroenke. He doesn't care. Like there's there's people at Arsenal that are um that are running the football club that don't know what they're doing. And Kroenke doesn't 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 give a crap about that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And whereas with Liverpool, yeah, they employ um, the Don or what's his name, Ma- uh, Michael Mark Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, yeah, and he's the brains behind the whole like transfer recruitment and, and 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 transfer policy and, and stuff like that. Mm. If Arsenal had a man like that, they would be in a much better position. So, so you know, Dre might disagree with me, um, but for me, when I look at the struggles of Arsenal, I'm I'm looking at man like Edu. Um, I'm looking at man like um, Gazidis and uh, and their man there. I'm not looking at the owner because when you think about it, 70, 72 million on Pepe, twenty like thirty million for Saliba. That's a hundred million worth of players right there that are not in Arteta's plans. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the the recruitment has been a shambles. So it's not that Arsenal haven't spent money. It's the way they've spent it and the people that are spending it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What do right. you think about that, Dre? Um, uh, there's a lot to touch on from that conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, Man's been taking notes, mental notes. Yeah, literally. I was taking notes on my phone to what to talk about, so I was going to forget. Um, so, first of all, yeah, with the Liverpool owner thing and all that, I actually think that that's the biggest difference between you and City in regards to every time City have have a loss of players, for example, Laporte's out, John Stone's in, someone in. 
with you guys, you don't have the same squad depth. And even if you mm. didn't, you couldn't, you wouldn't just go and sign sign someone quick. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's that's a difference with your well, yeah, this owners. So sorry, I know you've been patiently waiting. And that that was the whole plan with um because a lot of a lot of people said that we should have four centre backs. And when we got rid of Lovren, the plan was to have Fabinho as that fourth choice centre back. And they thought that it wouldn't hinder the midfield that much because bringing in Thiago would still have the same amount of depth in the midfield and just a versatile player that can play both midfield and defence. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and with the American owners here, what I see from them a lot is that generally with the American owners, they're just not really passionate about owning English teams. Like it's more for the business. I think some are more passionate than others, but I used an example like a couple podcasts ago, like we all say that Kroenke's a bad owner, but but when you look at him owning the Denver Nuggets in the NBA, he invests into that a lot. And he and, and like when he's when he's owning them, he goes to every game. Like he's passionate mm. about owning that because it's a basketball American team. Do you know what I mean? With mm. these with these uh, like American owners, they're just not as invested. And on the Coutinho thing, and with um, and with the comparison between Kroenke and you guys, I think you I think your owners are better, but. I think you did get lucky as well with the Coutinho thing where Barcelona like overpaid for Coutinho. <laughs> did. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like like Tottenham had that luxury as well with Bell, where they could get all this money and just buy loads of players. Whereas Arsenal didn't really have a player like that, even though we could have probably done better business leading into the thing about Edu and Gazidis. Gazidis fucked up big time on a lot of shit like to do with contracts. Paying the players, he was like he was the reason we was in this Ozil situation. Um, there was a lot of shit happening, and San- Sanchez, Alexis, yeah, Sanchez. There was there was there's loads of stuff happening, and that sort of tree cooled down. And even now, I think with Edu, I give a bit more lenience to the situation, just because for you to have a well-run business, you need to have like you need to have a strong-rooted tree, so to say, and then but. When some of the roots are a bit old or outdated or you're trying to find the right ones, sometimes there can be a gap in it. Like, do you get what I'm saying? And I, f- I feel like with, with Arsenal and their board or, or the system at a club, we're like trying to rebuild it. And I think that's a gradual thing. It's like even like, I think it was about three, three weeks ago, Arsenal literally got a new sporting director for, mm. was it Solani? The last guy we had from Barca. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so Arsenal's still trying to bring in new, new guys, trying to get rid of the old, the old system. But I feel like it isn't completely Edu's fault. I think is, I think the structure is to blame guys like Kazidis and and stuff like that. But I think Kroenke and that should have hired better. Do you know what I mean? There you go. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they definitely should have hired better. But yeah, that's my response to it. But speaking about, you know, the theme of reactionary fam, did you hear what happened today? No, what happened? Lamps. Chelsea lamps. <laughs> that Frank. Jeez, what happened to him? Bro. Your, your old boy, Ify. Go on, chat about your boy. Yeah, I feel like Ify your, should, should start this one as a former Chelsea, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> your childhood he should, legend. He should, he should start this one. <laughs> He's your guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Man cried tears right, cool. when John Terry missed that penalty. Nah, 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 Chelsea's nah, in your nah, blood. Nah, Man nah, City nah. cried tears for the John Terry penalty. Right, <laughs> Ronaldo, I was literally that day, man. Mutual. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but listen, I think I don't know. It's a diff- it's a difficult one because I think, um, obviously. The form was bad in it, and like obviously, like when you when you have that level of investment, and obviously, you know, like this is Chelsea we're talking about, like they're like the club is built on instant success, and obviously, um, it it was it was not. I mean, it's, it wasn't surprising. Like it was surprising in terms of like they done it after a victory. Um, granted, it was the FA Cup against Luton Town, but you know, 
Um, the timing is, is quite weird, isn't it? But to be honest, um, it's clear that they had somebody lined up and did, this was this was just like, regardless of what happened uh, against Luton in the FA Cup, mm. I, I guess it was pre-planned. Um, f- in my opinion, I, I would have just given him to the end of the season, man. And I think, you know, even when Arteta was, was going through that little bad run, I, I always think it's best to just give the manager to the end of the season and then um, assess where where they are. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's a bit of a weird one, man, but it's not really surprising, especially given Chelsea's um, track record. Mm. And also, yeah. I've I've been hearing stuff on on Twitter. Yeah, kind of like what you were saying that Arteta should have been sat before Frank. And I, I don't, apparently, Thiago Silva didn't have a great relationship with one of the guys that is uh, thought to come in to replace Frank. Oh, yeah. PSG, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Tuchel? I think that's how you yeah. say his name. Um, yeah, I don't know how to say his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So that, that might be a bit mad as well. But The whole, the, the, the whole situation is mad, fam. Like, Frank Lampard... Do you feel ha- sorry for him? Bro, he, he hasn't even done a bad job. He hasn't even done a bad job. Like he literally got 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 Chelsea's youth team last year to top four. Mm. But the thing is, it's like at Chelsea final. We, we know that Chelsea has a different culture to most teams. We know mm. that you succeed or you go. It's like a revolving door where it comes to managers. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's and Frank it's Lampard. Worked for them. No, it's but remember, Lampard. it's worked for them. Bro, they have Mourinho. They chucked him out twice. That don't matter. Yeah, it don't matter because that is Lampard. It doesn't matter. Look, so what they did to Di Matteo. He literally won the champs and was out in like two months. Yeah, no, it's just it's just crazy. Like, I do hear you on this the Chelsea mentality because I don't think Di Matteo should have been sacked when he was. I don't think Reno should have been sacked when he was. I don't think Ancelotti should have been sacked. Ancelotti, yeah, when he was when he was. But these are it, big names. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think obviously as Chelsea culture. I don't agree with it in regards to if I was in that position, I wouldn't sack him because I don't think Lampard's even done a bad job. It's like, like I think this is his first blip. Like, Liverpool were having a blip. Arsenal having a crazy blip. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's had low yeah. times. Oli's nah, had crazy low times. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, everyone's having crazy hard times. And I don't think Chelsea have even been doing that. That bad, bro. Like everyone, like literally Everton, Aston Villa, and Leicester are all pretty much top top six, top four teams. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's having a bad year, bro. The thing is, it's just it's mad where oh yeah, it's mad where it comes to um what's just happening at Chelsea. And I don't know, I think of it, think of it like this, right? If you're the owner, your team is on a poor run of form. And because I was reading the BBC story around it, and one thing that they said was, is that they can't see a clear plan in how to uh, reach their their goals towards the end of the season. And when you look at how many points they're on compared to the top, I think they're about, what, 11 points, 12 points off top? Which isn't I think, that much. I think it's less than that. I think it's less, less than, than that. that. Yeah. There, you go. there you go. I think they're on like 29 points or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I don't know, you just look at them and you think, should he be given more time or who who do you actually bring in? Because I don't I don't rate Tuchel as a manager. Yeah. I think yeah. being the manager of PSG is like being the manager of Celtic. If if you're not winning things, then that's a worry. Do you know what I mean? Bro, he he flopped he flopped at Dortmund. Damn, yeah, I mean, he flopped at Dortmund as well. So the only guy they can get is Brendan Rodgers, bro. That's the only guy I would sanction them to get. If they, they got actually, Poch, if Pochwell was still available as well. Yeah, Pochwell, Brendan Rodgers. But do you know who is available, who did manage Chelsea once? Arsene Wenger. Nope, he just turned available within the past few days. He came over Who's from that? China. Well, Costa. Benitez, Rafa. Benitez, Rafa oh Benitez. God. If they get Benitez back, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be World War Three, bruv. Yeah, yeah literally. He's top-tier manager, man. <laughs> oh, fam. The battle between Chelsea and for me, uh, I, I, I just, United. yeah, no, I, I just like I think they they should have just given him to the end of the season, man. Like, because because then you would have you would have had more options in terms of um, replacements. Do you know what I'm saying? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, like if you want if you want the Don from um, that's over in Germany, Nagelsmann, he's not going to leave 
mid-season, but at the end of the season, in, in the summer, you can probably chat to him and be like, yo, do you know what I mean? So yeah, we have these batch players. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't, I, I just don't get the timing, man. I don't get it. Why did Conte leave again? Bro, the trust uh, playing for him. It's, yeah, it's like every yeah. other manager. Yeah, but why did they sack him? Like, like what was the like? No, he he fell happened? out. He he fell out with the he fell out with, with the board, didn't it? That Conte Conte is like that, isn't it? He's 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 kind of a nutcase, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he just to yeah, he just fell out with him. He. He left winning an FA Cup though, so credit to him. What do Chelsea want? Like, like what do what what, what does the Chelsea board actually what like like I know Chelsea want to win things, but well first, well, first but, like, did they do... for for Timo Werner? That's what they want first. <laughs> I know, but like it's like it's it's like do you know do you know Chelsea? Yeah, like, did they want to be Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, where they're living? Or where they're winning trophies every single year, where Barca and that ain't even doing that. Like, do they want to win they the, want, Premier, be the Premier Champions League every year? Remember, like, they, like, they, just they want were Manchester year. City. They were Manchester City before City were City. Yeah, yeah but how how are they going to get to doing that consistently when no one, manager. like, no one in history has ever proven that works? Like, Man, you went twenty years of 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 winning it consistently. Not every year, they went through three-year periods and then they only won it three years in a row which Chelsea still haven't done so it shows their methods probably ain't working to the best of their ability and no, but remember, they, they have one the manager best, but they, they've had the best policy for them in the sense of they are the only team where the revolving door of managers has worked, has worked. I think yeah. since 2010 and 2020 Chelsea Football Club has won the most major trophies out of all the teams in England clearly it works for them yeah, exactly. I personally wouldn't and want that though. I I wouldn't want that. You know, that could they've, never be my club. Not, what you may need to remember as well, they've not won the league in about four years. So to to Abramovich, that's like that's like raw. Okay, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, so like four years, bro. Four years with with no prem title. That's mad. That's, long. that's mad. You know what I'm saying? So how are they going to win no, the prem just... with Werner and Havertz? Bro, sorry, Timo Werner. We, we, it started as yeah, a joke. That guys. Started as a joke, and Matt Cardi was scoring a pen. It's it's just not going well for him. I just what? feel sorry for him, man. I don't. He should have had a reaction after our podcast. Hundred <laughs> percent, bro. This is what I'm saying, bro. Don't don't buy into the hype, man. Don't. Don't you don't just rate somebody because they've got a sick card on FIFA, bruv. Like, bro, <laughs> actually, actually turn on turn on BT Sport, yeah, and, and watch some damn games, bruv. If you saw Timo Werner, if, if you saw Timo Werner over in Germany, yeah, you would have realized that this brother's never gonna make it in the Prem. Never gonna make it in the Prem. He's he's he, bruv, he's he's, he's dead. Honestly. But no, you know who is dead. Willian, chat to me about the game. We haven't spoken oh. about it. Chat to me. The game. Um, you, I forget. You yeah, have, you have to play him on Tuesday. So. I do, do you know? Do you know what? Yeah, I don't even think it was terrible. Like, I don't think it was a big, big deal to be honest with you. I feel like Arsenal fans just love to hate for no reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I feel like we're just. Hey, did you did you see the uh, the the tweet? I, f- I forgot who tweeted it, but the reaction from. The infamous AFTV or ex AFTV. Our oh, troops, yeah, <laughs> troops, troops. Yeah, he was that. that I hate like... him. I hate him. Nah, nah, nah. Do you know, do you know what? I feel, I feel like yeah, troops. Troops, that. troops. Troops has now got a new job and he's he's playing up for camera in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel, I, I feel like that's what he's on. But, but I feel like with that team, yeah, I just think you know, Arsenal fans are are gonna stay. Staying, uh, gonna stay saying dumb shit on Twitter, saying that it's Arteta's fault and all that. It's not really. Do you know what I mean? Like Arteta is literally playing a Mill Smith row, Saka who are like eighteen and nineteen, like in the in, like in the first team, and with with Willian and Pepe, they mm. should be playing first team, and he has to give them a chance, and they've probably been begging him to give them a chance. He gives them a chance, and they fuck up. How's that Arteta's fault? And to, to be fair, though, <laughs> Pepe, I think. Pepe went really hot and cold within that same game because I think his general yeah. play was quite awful. But I think you lot created eight chances and out of those eight, he created five of them. 
or yeah, something he like wasn't, that. He, he wasn't. He wasn't as terrible as people think. I think William was obviously shocking. Oh, he did, he but, did nothing that game. Yeah, man. But, it's like Arsenal at, lost. At we rotated the team. What, mm. what can you do? We just focus on Tuesday. At what point do you blame the manager and at what point do you blame the players? Because I feel like there, there are times where the manager gets the tactics completely wrong and your attention goes to him. And there's other days where the manager puts out a team that on paper, his players are better than the players you're playing against. They should get results. Yeah. When they don't perform, it's harsh to blame the manager. So what side would you lean on for? So if I was to blame the manager, the only way I'll blame the manager is... So now we've seen William do shit. So if he played William first team at Southampton, obviously that's mm. Arteta's fault because you've seen these dog shit. Do you know what I mean? 100%. But and... And now, now we're getting Odegaard on loan. If you're playing him and you're playing Smith or you're playing Saka, you're playing your, your strongest team and we lose the next five games, then clearly there's an issue because you've been given what you wanted. Do you know what I mean? And that, that you striker that you, you played today, he <clears throat> was an Eddie. Yeah, yeah, I think Eddie's What's not up? really cut out for it, to be honest with you. I think he's going to have to... I would sell him. I wouldn't even send him on loan. I would sell him because I feel like now it's getting to that stage where you're not really going to break in because now he's about 23. I would sell him yeah. and I would sell him and Reese Nelson actually. So when you look at like youth players that are that are showing talent, look at Greenwood. I don't even like picking up United players, but yeah, it's true. Greenwood is a youth player that actually looks like he has potential. He's scoring in big games. Football's like, a harsh game. Mm. Football's a harsh yeah. game. Especially for yeah. like for, for teams like Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, you need to come in yeah. hard or that's it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, yeah. it's, it's difficult. You got you gotta look at Saka, man. Saka's bro, Saka's played every position that that <laughs> exactly, he's been told to and he's and he's excelled in all of them, bro. And mm. like, yeah, in in is like bro, okay, you got you got a nice celebration in it. The phone thing, but bro, that that phone's not ringing, man. Like, so, Eddie reminds gotta... me of um, Akpon. Do you remember him? Tube Akpon. Tube Akpon. Akpon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, Ed, Eddie literally re- like, like reminds you of him. Right. Does so well in under 23s and all that uh, English youth. But when it comes to the first team it's football, a it's, just level, not, man. it's just not banging. It's a different it's, level. And it's pressure. I look at, I look at Nketiah and I'm like, he doesn't have any outstanding qualities. Like he's not, he can't dribble. He can't really like he, he's not like a link player like like he's not like a like a Firmino or or a or a Harry Kane where like he can he, he can thread passes or, or anything like that. He's not yeah yeah okay he's got he's got a bit of energy and that's why Arteta plays him. But I don't know man. Gabriel not... for that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man. So I'm, I don't really I don't really know, man. He's and um, with. With Arsenal, I'll be honest. Um, I don't think going out of the FA Cup is is really that deep. Exactly. Because it's not. If you think about it, yeah, like what Arsenal's Arsenal's objective this season has to be: how can we get back into the Champions League? Do you know what I mean? 100%. And and if you know if you if if you're in the FA Cup, yeah, that's just going to add more fixtures, and you know what I mean. So yeah. and 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 Arsenal don't really have the squad for that, so. Uh, yeah, I don't really think it's that deep, man. Mm. But I guess, you know, shout Balogun for his tweet, you know. Yeah, do you know <laughs> what? Do you with um do, do you know what? Yeah, with um Balogun as well, yeah. I think Balogun needs to fix up a bit, you know, because because I feel like he needs to stop all this talk of wanting to leave, wanting to leave, wanting to leave. Bro, just earn your place. Just just earn just earn your spot. Do you know what I mean? It's like players had to wait. Like Arsenal is probably one of the best teams in the world. That have that, that that have literally shown that if you play well, we will give you a chance. How many how, like how many youth players have Arsenal bought through? Do you it's know what I mean? True. Arsenal over the past few years. Exactly. This is the best time for youth players. Honestly, do you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like Arsenal have literally shown you that we will give you a chance. Eddie clearly ain't clearly ain't turned up. Sign, sign the contract. If you're not playing, we're gonna send you on loan. Do you know what I mean? Bro, just wait. There's no need to, to duck out now. You're, you're you're gonna get a chance. Do you know what I mean? Do you think? Um, do you think he's kind of got? Do you think he's got one foot out, basically? Like where, in if in terms of he don't want to sign the contract because he's like, because he's kind of got his head turned a little bit. Yeah, I feel. I, I feel like Balogun is 
is reminding me of Callum Hudson-Odoi when Bayern came in for him and then it completely mm. twisted man's, man's head and suddenly his form went yeah. off. Do you know what I mean? And it sort of reminded me of that because I actually saw that apparently he, he had about 30 offers. Do you know what I mean? And like, and like could you... Could Liverpool you... wanted him, innit? Yeah, exactly. Bro, there's so many teams wanting him, yeah. And like, so I'm 23. Daz is what, 23 as well now, isn't it? You're going to be... Almost, almost 24. Almost How 24. Old? And if you're... 23. 23, yeah. So imagine being 19 and 30 clubs from all around the world that are offering you mad money, first team or around it football. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Of course your head's going to be turned. Do you know what I mean? It's difficult. Yeah. And, and, and do you know what? Agents make it difficult as well when they're like, you know what, Balogun, you deserve more than 100%. this. You deserve more it's, than And that's make it so difficult. I was just about it's to agent jump in and say it's the agents. Yeah. It's, it's mm, the agents. Yeah. They they whisper in the player's ear, yo, I can get you this move, that move, just mm. do this and that. And they try to construct their way uh, into big contracts. And you know what it is? I feel sorry for people like Balogun and for other youth players growing up because players like Holland and Mbappe and Jen Sancho has ruined the game for almost yeah. all youngsters out there in the world. 100%. This idea that you have to you have to bang at the age of 20, 21. Generational talent. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not at that level, and if you're not playing week in, week out at that level at that age, then your career is going to be wasted. Like at the age of 23, 24, you're still young. You can still create a career for yourself in football. But yeah. the, these players have raised the bar so high like so high for these young players that people like Balogun, they'll bang in a hat-trick against who knows who. And they'll think that they deserve to be playing for teams like Bayern and what well, yeah, I mean. Just jumping the gun. Do you, know, do, do you know what, yeah? What's it? Kylian Mbappe and Sancho and that are the, are the, are the Santan Daves of football. Literally. <laughs> They're literally Santan. the Santan Daves of football, bro. And it makes so much mm. sense, doesn't it? It makes mm-hmm. sense, bro. They just they just ruined the game because everyone now has to make it at like eighteen, bro. <laughs> Everyone's got to make it young, bro. It's true, and it's it's okay. unfortunate that football's turned into a race against time. I know that a, f- a footballer's career, compared to every other career in the world, is significantly short. But yeah, it's hard though. It's, yeah, it is because it's hard because because bro, if you like, I mean, for example, Iniesta. Iniesta was nobody on, until he was 24. Do you know what I'm saying? And and we're, we're talking about Iniesta, well, one of the greats. Yeah, when when he was when, when he was a teenager, no nobody was really talking about him like that. Mm. So yeah, man, it's just it's, it's proper sad, man. It's proper sad that if you, you know what I'm saying, like like uh, even a few weeks ago, Greenwood, yeah, he's not really been on form there. Yeah, he's he's not really hit the heights that he did last season. A man are talking about him like, oh yeah, look at look at Greenwood, man. He's he's meaty, he's meaty. The guy's nineteen, bruv. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just yes, yeah, it's, it's proper deep, man. It's true, it's true. But I don't I don't know what what the future is going to hold for a lot of these youngsters. I hope that what where is that they need a good support system around them. You know. Yeah. I can only speak for like players like Trent because you know, I follow him and. Liverpool Football Club. I always and forget about Trent. He seems he, yeah. he seems older. He seems older than what he is, but it's yeah. like he's got a family around him that tries to keep him grounded. You know, he still lives mm. at home with his mum. I think. You know, I, th- I think she still handles his finances. Don't hold me to it. You know, yeah. I might be hundred percent wrong, but it, it's that thing of Liverpool are still nurturing him as if he's a young player, though he starts mm. almost week in week out because mm. he's only twenty one. Like we're older than him, but yet yeah, he's yeah. what a lot of people classify as an experienced international. Uh, yeah, that's, he still, that's crazy. He's still just twenty-one, or maybe he's twenty-two, and he's definitely younger than us. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, I know. definitely in twenty-three. So I, I find that is a. But yeah, do you know? Do you know what? I think what makes it difficult as well is that a lot of these teams don't actually give their younger players a start in it. It's like I think now it's more prominent. But I think, like, even with Sancho, the reason he left because City just weren't playing him. Do you know what I mean? I think the only youth player they've actually bought through is Foden, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, that, yeah. and, and that's it. Whereas, whereas I know Arsenal, Man U, and Liverpool now are like have made efforts to. But 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 to be fair, Liverpool have done it. Like I remember, I remember you guys were trying to bring through. Was it Flanagan before? Yeah, Flanagan. We tried to bring, we tried him bring through. Flanagan. 
didn't you know work. Yeah, Jordan we had Ibe Trent, and then Mandy. Jordan Ibe. Ibe. Yeah, but we, we kind of bought Gomez a bit. We, Sterling yeah. Gomez, we kind of bought them as 18-year-olds, I think. Do you know um, what as well, yeah? Kurt now. Yeah, but like I feel like every every young player is scared of becoming the next Ruben Loftus-Cheek. <laughs> do, you know, do, do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> so... It has, he, he, but the thing is, yeah, he has... Yeah, it's true. Like he has so he had so much potential. Like the guy is is literally six foot two. Yeah, he's massive. He can he, he can specimen. He, yeah, he can like he's he's very good at football. He should have been in Chelsea's first team. Um, but now he now he's at loan to Fulham. And he's what, 25, 26? He's not he's not young anymore. He, he should have been playing before and then he got injured. These, and Chelsea these players him. need to they need to take a step down, go to the championship, like work on their craft. Yeah, and develop their talents. Like players like Tammy Abraham is lucky because Chelsea were impressed. Reese James yeah. as well. The, yeah, these players need to find a place where they can work on their football, whether it's in the championship or if it's abroad, where the spotlight's not on them, and they can just focus on football. Yeah, they can just do their thing, innit? And I think, mm. I think loans are very, are very good. Like I know. With Emil Smith Rowe, I think his loan to RB Leipzig helped him a lot. Um, I, I watched him. I, you know, you know, it's funny. I actually watched him because cause he went on loan to um to to Huddersfield, didn't it? And yeah, and I remember, and I remember before lockdown. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no, but um, yeah, before lockdown, eh, um, I went to a game and I, and I watched him live, and he was. I mean, he was actually, he's actually, obviously, yeah, man. But I, I think like it's just injuries in it that, have, that have kind of, um, kind of stunted his progress in it. Mm. It was that yeah. guy that um that Man United had, and and then he scored that wonder goal, and he was uh, Italian. Is it Makeda? Makeda, yeah, yeah. Makeda. And he never, he never went nowhere. I remember people are gassing him, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, that. Who would you say, yeah, is Liverpool and Man United, and I'll say mine, is your biggest flop in regards to there was so much expectations for them from young. Like, you bought them through, there was meant to be the next big thing, and it just didn't work out. So, oh, like, yeah. Or Brewster. <laughs> Not really? You Chelsea. Chelsea's. I, yeah, we didn't. So yeah, we we didn't bring him through in the sense of developed him, but we brought yeah. a developed player from another team that wasn't playing him, and we kind of gave him the platform to play. Mm. And and he he flopped. <clears throat> but if mm. do you mean like a player that each club has developed to be their next? Yeah, yeah. Uh it will be Harry Harry Wilson. Harry Wilson or Ben Woodburn. I don't know if you remember any of them too. And no. I know Woodburn. Yeah, yeah. I remember Welsh Woodburn. Welsh boys. Yeah. Yeah. Woodburn was like tipped to be the next Stephen Gerrard. And that guy's... Mid, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mid. remember him. He's been missing for the past two, three, four years. So. Well, what about that? What about that Spanish brother? Is it Suso? And Suso. Oh, that, nah, Suso. I remember Suso. He plays for... Um, is it AC right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember that though. Oh, he, yeah. he was talented. It's just at the t- right club, wrong time. Mm. What about I? But I thought I, I thought like Ab was tipped to be the next Sterling for you guys. B Tech Sterling, we sold we sold him for twenty million when we could, and he he died at Bournemouth. I'm not gonna lie, he, he, I don't know what happened to his mm. career. Yeah, yeah. For Man United, um, there's a few man. There's 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 obviously the big one is is Ravel. Ravel Morrison. Oh yeah, um, he played for you, man. Oh shit, forgot about that. He was. He plays for QPR, man, saying, bro. Bro, oh, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know where he is. From. <laughs> I think last he joined time, a last... Swedish club in February 2019, and they released oh. him. Yeah, and then he joined Sheffield United in July 2019. Man. Yeah, yeah, bro. Listen, um, man was saying, man used to say he was better than Pogba. You know what I'm saying he was in the he was in the same team as Pogba and Lingard, yeah, mm. and they used to look up to him apparently in it, and yeah, like you know he's just he's he's a he's a trouble child, isn't it? Like or or sorry, problem child is is the correct term, yeah. Where like oh, okay. 
he's just yeah, man. He had bare like difficulty growing up, and you know, what I mean, he he couldn't he couldn't leave he couldn't come off the roads, and like, I think he's just... currently a free agent, by the way. Mm. Yeah. He had, he had he had he had hella allegations as well, bruv, when he was when he was coming through, and that and that affected his football and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but like he was a big talent, and another one, um, Yanazai. Yanazai yeah, was another. Oh one. my god, I completely yeah. forgot about him. He, he yeah. had a bright spark at the beginning, and then he he was snuffed yeah. out. That was yeah. snuffed yeah. out. Yeah, Van Gaal, Van Gaal snuffed him. <laughs> snuffed him out, man. Snuffed him out. Fam. And and the most recent one is um uh Angel Gomez. Um yeah. who yeah, he he's doing well where he is now. I, I think he's he but he plays for some 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 meaty Portuguese team in it. So mm. yeah, it's yeah, but but like man was saying that you know he's he could be the next Pogba, like oh let's not let's not let him go. Remember what happened with Pogba, we, we let him go and then we bought him for hundred mil. Like, yeah, and, and then about, he ended up at, yeah. Mm. No, I was gonna say, just what about that um that youth player you lot used to have, uh, Michael Jackson reincarnate, Emirates is his dance floor. <laughs> oh, oh um, God! Oh, Lingard, <laughs> Jesse Lingard, um. bruv. They, bruv, you you know he's been he's been taken out, of, bruv. They they urzled him, you know. They took him out of the Premier League squad. Bruh. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh, uh, he's been dealing with mental issues, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, um, yeah, they took a, they took out Lingard because of the 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 Ute that that they just bought in it. They were, they took out Lingard and they and they put the Ute in. Oh, okay. It's peak. That's mad. It's peak and and they they won't let him leave either. So they're not they're <laughs> not accepting then they're not accepting offers for him, but yet they won't play him. It's mad. Mm. Yeah, no, that's unfortunate. I think they still hope that he's. He's got more to show, but he's like what twenty-seven years old. I wouldn't say he's a he. He's a flop, though. I think he's done decent for you, man. He probably didn't live up to expectations, but he like he won the. He probably has. He probably has ten games that you can remember in his career that were good games. He scored. He he scored in two cup finals. Um, and that's two. and and he had like a like a mad purple patch. Um, yep, he had like about five three games years ago. Yeah, where, when mm. this was when he when he merely rocked at, at the Emirates. Yeah, that that was when he had that little purple patch. Ever yep. since then, he's just no, gone. <laughs> yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know. There, there's been so many players that have come and gone, and I guess it's uh, to true to be a great or good player at least it takes something special and you can't just cruise your way into it. And I think that's a mentality that a lot of like up and coming youth players have that because there may be gaps in the team that it automatically makes them good enough to play for teams like Arsenal, teams like United. And you still have to work. Yeah. It's like, even when you get into the squad, the hard work doesn't stop there. You have to graft that it, man. Mm. And big up to people like Saka. Look at at Jack Walsh here, bruv. Yeah, I was gonna say that. So, so, so with so with Arsenal, yeah, I wouldn't say Jack Wilshere because Jack Wilshere didn't live up to expectations, but I wouldn't say he had a terrible career. Do you know what I mean? It's like he won two mm. two FA Cups. He's still playing for Bournemouth now. Played for a couple of Premier League teams. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't say it was awful. It, it, was, it was sort of like Danny Welbeck in a way. Like he was hinted to be the next big thing, but and then didn't turn out. But I wouldn't say he had a terrible career. Do you know what mm. I mean? For, for for Arsenal, I put like I put five names. So oh. so first one is is Kieran Gibbs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Kieran Gibbs should have done lockdown. Cool. Exactly. Wait, are, you, do you, are you sure you don't mean Ox? Because I know a lot of people get them confused. Hey. <laughs> 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 Definitely Kieran Gibbs. Um, you know, Loki. I think I was the only one that was like racism. Hmm? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never seen that happen oh. before. No, I never actually thought that. of that back then, though. It's only like now where I think that was actually really I'm bad. Not, back then, I thought it, but no one was <laughs> saying fun. anything. And I'm like, is are we just getting ignoring the fact that because there's two light-skinned brothers on the pitch that they, they, yeah. were, if they were darker? If they were darker, bro, it would have been a different story. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. 100%. 100%. Mm. Those were John Terry, Anton, like Anton Ferdinand times, isn't it? So, right. and, so anything's allowed. <laughs> anything um, can pass. 
Right, yeah, so Tuba Atpon, obviously. I don't know if you remember a guy we had. His name was Wellington Silva. Played yeah. left wing Brazilian guy. He was like, he was like yeah. five star skills on FIFA, 90 yeah. pace, meant to be next Damn big it. thing. Turned out to be nothing. Mm. We, we had a guy called Lansbury. Do you remember him? You went to Villa, didn't you? Yeah, Villa, and he plays for Nottingham yeah. Forest now. Then the last one mm. I last one I had was a centre back called Zach Medley. He still plays for us, but he's like twenty three and he's he's six foot five, pretty good. But she never gave him a chance, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, yeah, but no, no, I hear that there's there's just so many um, there's so many players that come and go, but we'll just have to we'll have to see who who remains, I guess. But. Um. Uh, yeah, that concludes our podcast for today. Um, thank you to our guest star for joining us. Thanks, Ify. No problem, man. Enjoyed it. Uh, glad you did. Glad you did. And Dre and I will be back for the next podcast next week. Hope you enjoy your evening. Goodbye.